1: than all hope listeners you're listening to radio grognard the osr podcast about stuff with your host glenn hallstrom hi folks old man grognard here and it's a friday and we made it 100 episodes episode 100 i hope you're all having a good day and i don't exactly know where i'm going to go with this but i do have a few things to say but first I've got a f- couple of voicemails and an email to address the last episode I did about production values and color versus black and white and too much fancy and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to play these back-to-back. First, it's Tim Schwartz from Gothridge Manor, and then it's Rich. Go ahead, guys. Hey,
0: Glenn, Tim Schwartz from Gothridge Manor. I completely understand where you're going, coming from. Uh and I understand where Frog God's coming from because they're a company they need to make money and everything, but the same breath, if they're not gonna produce stuff in the system that I play, I'm less likely to purchase stuff. Not not to say that I still wouldn't, because I do have Pathfinder books, although uh they're sometimes very difficult to read because it's it seems like it's all stat blocks and no content sometimes. Um so I agree with what you're saying and wish that there would be a little bit more of that. But like I said, game companies won't be around if they don't make the money. And I guess if their money is in five-year Pathfinder, then, you know, I, I can understand that. But that's why when I go to my bookshelf, I usually pull out independent publishers' uh, adventures. So, all right. Talk to you later oh man I just wanted to jump in and agree with you here uh, when I first got my first, first fifth edition stuff I was like what's the deal with this these pages are slick they're color printed um, I, I don't like that and uh, I really like the uh, I got my Tomo Beast and I was like yeah this is like real paper right it feels it's not glossy it's not uh, overproduced. Um and uh, yeah I used to write in the margins of my books and no I don't now because I, I'm not going to ink that stuff up you know uh before like the stray pencil marks could be erased right out but now they're permanent. So uh I hear you man and uh I'm a cheap bastard too. So color cover, black and white interior, plain paper as long as it's sewn binding. Give me that sewn binding. All right man, talk to you later. Thank
1: you Tim, thank you Rich. Rich, yeah, I understand. I understand because it's kind of a it's kind of a uh damned if you do, damned if you don't thing. And Tim, thanks for being on my side too. I know you both understand on this, but it just seems like the, you know, the way you want it with the black and white and the less frilly paper and the layout and stuff like that versus what sells, they always seem to cancel each other out. But when they cancel each other out, it always falls towards the slick side rather than the practical side. Fortunately, we have independent publishers, as he mentioned. So, thanks for calling, guys. And I also want to read an email. I got an email on this subject from Mike Stewart, who is the host of Save for Half podcast and the author of Victorious by Trollord Games, a friend of mine. We go back a ways. And he said, word. <laughs> he goes on to say... There seems to be a tendency in our hobby to raise prices to what the market will bear. Since most of us old grogs are in our 50s plus now, we can afford the prettier books like Goodman's recent coffee table editions of Metamorphosis Alpha and Into the Borderlands. What worries me is that our hobby might go the way of model railroading. Namely, as the fan base ages, the items become more and more expensive. When that happens, it's harder to afford for a new guy to buy in and join the hobby. So, fewer and fewer people join the hobby, thus the base gets smaller and prices go up even more, because fewer people are buying, and so on in a vicious cycle. I hope that I'm not just being overly cautious, but I'd hate to see RPGs reach a point where it takes $150 plus to buy in and start playing. DM Mike, another cheap-ass grognard. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I like what you said about the smaller and smaller group in the hobby because it gets too expensive for the buy-in and i think part of that is nostalgia it it just seems in this hobby that oh okay we can reprint this stuff some of it's okay some of the clones but we're gonna remember metamorphosis alpha and remember into the borderlands and remember you know all the judges we're gonna reprint that really really fancy because our fan base has a bigger pool of money because they're older <laughs> yeah, right. But I, you're right. It's it's wrong because if somebody wants to to have these, they got to lay out the. Bu- I mean, young or old, they got to lay out the bucks. So I think we should be a little more judicious about the way we reprint things, not what we reprint. Now, thank God for PDFs and one bookshelf and Watsy has print-on-demand. One Bookshelf has print-on-demand, which is a good thing. So, there's that, but at the same time, if you're putting out a new game, like say a new edition, you really should think about what the market will bear and who do you want to reach. Do you want to reach Joe, 60-year-old, who's been playing since he was 17 and probably has a really nice job and such that can afford this kind of thing? Or do you want to aim it towards the neophyte or the guy who just discovered it and, oh, this is interesting. I want to get involved in this hobby. So, you know, you really got, that's something you got to think about. I'm sure there are always going to be coffee table books type stuff, but you're right. They turn up more and more. So that's something to think about. Thanks, Mike. I really, you don't know how much I appreciate that email. And also, uh, folks, I also want to say that I'm not trying to dog any particular Publisher, like I I know, I've mentioned Frog God several times, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to dog on Frog. They're one of my favorite people. They're one of my favorite companies to publish stuff. And if if you're gonna go up, let me let me put it this way: if you're gonna go up that high on price, they do it right. This is the kind of thing that you should buy once you're in the hobby. They're Swords and Wizardry, thirty-five bucks, not a bad price. Their other stuff is more expensive, but you get what you pay for. You get every dollar of what you pay for out of them, and then some. Because Bill Webb and the group, they do a fantastic job. Yes, it looks, it's color, it's fancy and such like that. But at the same time, it's good stuff. So, I don't know, we're kind of... In a quandary here, I guess. But I just wanted to say that I'm not trying to dog people like Frog God or Troll Lord or Watsy. No, no, I won't dog Watsy or Pazio or whatever. I'm just trying to make a point about production and who can afford what. I mean, every hobby has to have... Okay, here's the thing. Every hobby has to have a buy-in somewhere. And that buy-in has got to be more affordable. I went to a convention one time that happened to have a display of model railroading, as Mike was talking about. And the guy said, I'll bet your main complaint is you don't have the room or you can't afford it. And he showed me how you can take like a small room and a small setup and make just a small track and do it that way and then build on that. That's the kind of thing hobbies need. They start small and get bigger. And there's always got to be those intro products or, or I'm not going to say intro products, but more accessible, friendly, affordable, that kind of thing. And they're out there. I'm, I'm not mis- saying they're not out there. I mean, retro clones, they're reasonably priced. And again, the PDF solution. I, I think that helped a lot. But the hobby always has to have a intro, something like that. I mean, we've got Swords and Wizardry Light from uh, from uh, Frogog Games that I do demos for. And I show them Swords and Wizardry Light, a complete role-playing system for three up to three levels in four pages. It works. Then we have Continual Light, which takes it up to level seven. Then when you want to go further than that, it shows you how to stay with this or get Swords and Wizardry complete. So that's the kind of thing that we always need in this hobby, that kind of thing. So, well, guess what? <laughs> I guess this episode turned into part two of last time. But I, it's that—that's where it stands right now with me, anyway. So, if you want to, you want to give me an email or a voicemail on this, that's fine. You know, we can go back and forth. I—I I have no problem with that. Boy, I get a little angry, and this is what happens. Okay. Well. Um, I do want to say thank you all out there for sticking with me till 100 episodes, and I hope I have 100 more. And your your feedback and your support has been phenomenal. There are people like Eric Tinker at Tavern Chat, or Rich, or Tim Shorts, and let us not forget Colin from Spock Pit, and his brother, Roxfall Everybody Dies, so... I want to thank all you people out there for this. This isn't the last episode. This is just the 100th episode. So, I want to thank you. Uh, When I started this hobby, I had imagination to spare. Role-playing games is, like I said, I'm a film buff. And role-playing games just, it let me have a projector in my head to watch these role-playing games as movies. I got into certain genres, even into fantasy. I got into supers, not because of the superpowers, because I like stuff like swashbucklers and Errol Flynn and things like that. And I found other genres like pirates and you know, and fantasy. You know, fantasy—that was the whole thing with me. I, I want to be able to, you know, do that kind of thing. And those are the movies in my head, and those are the ones that make—I mean, the funny parts, yes, the screw-ups, yes, but that just that ability to make a character and just put him through his paces, and just have have a good time. I just sit there in my head with popcorn, watching this unfold right in front of me. That's gold. So, time for me to go. So, I'm going to go start my day, and hope you folks have a good day. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye